1: Welcome back to the Craftsman Online Podcast. This is a weekly program focused on the relevant topics in Freemasonry and the various aspects of the craft. Any opinions, thoughts, or viewpoints shared during this program are that of the individual and do not reflect the official position of a Grand Lodge, a pendant, or concordant body from which that member may hail. I'm your host, Brother Michael Arce, and I'm very excited to welcome him on not only to the Craftsman Online Podcast, but on to our working team here, Worshipful Brother Ken. And you know what? I got how to pronounce your lodge, but I'm sure you get asked this question all the time.
0: I haven't heard my, my own family pronounce it more than the same way once, so I really don't care. <laughs> I, you know, I answer the phone Staczynski, but Stachinski. anything you're comfortable with, I'm comfortable. You know, it's usually pronounced Ken. Ken, okay. There you
1: go. <laughs> gotcha. And uh, Brother Ken is a member of West Seneca Lodge number 1111 and recently served as the master of Kenton Lodge number 1186. And he's also our digital lead. So he's managing our website for craftsmanonline.com and huge thanks for the uh, upgrades that he's provided, not only to the look, the layout, but we're going to get into it here uh, with this episode of the podcast on everything behind it as we talk about Webmastering the Craft. And that's actually the title of his book, Webmastering the Craft, Fraternity in a Digital World. We'll have the links on where you can purchase that here in the podcast show notes. But what I found intriguing was in the introduction of your book, Kim, you talk about how most of it was written during the pandemic. Um, I love that you were able to use kind of our downtime to put your thoughts together and share something and make a contribution to the craft. What surprised you about kind of the, the digital gold rush that lodges and Freemasons had during the pandemic, where all of a sudden we had to get online.
0: In a way it was, it was kind of frustrating because we started doing out of necessity things we should have done all along. You know, we're, we're very, we're not very good at communicating. We're not very good at keeping in touch with brothers, especially at a distance Um, you know, a lot of organizations have the thing where if you don't show up for the meeting, you don't know what's going on. And that's just not fair or reasonable, especially given the demographics of, uh, you know, of our and other jurisdictions, I mean, about one third of our, not one third, maybe about a quarter of the Masons in New York state don't live in New York state, you know, for example. Uh, so when we started using video, we started seeing brothers that we haven't seen in 20 years, and this is not new technology. So the frustration was that, uh. It took something like a pandemic for us to step up and do what we had to do. There were still some that, that resisted that even, which is is just really beyond the pale in a sense. And then uh, now we're in the situation where we're hoping we don't go back to where we were.
1: It was interesting for me also to see the attitudes about technology with Freemasons and just, you know, other men in the craft where you have the brothers who are kind of the early adopters. And I know a lot of folks think, oh, all the younger guys, they're the ones that are on their phones. And, you know, looking at each other here, we we would not. I mean, I guess stereotypically we are younger Freemasons. Yeah, (laughs) we were seeking to use this technology.
0: I'm I'm neither a native nor a non-native computer user. I am, let's see, what year is this? Oh, okay. Um, that's right. I'm turning 53 next month. And uh I didn't quite grow up with technology, but it but it occurred early enough, you know, in in high school and college, really, that it's not either completely foreign to me either. But now we have a generation and a half of people who have no idea what the world was like before the internet. So, uh, you know, and of course we all experience different things. So certain things that that make sense to us, even, even the older folks of us who use things online, there are certain things that look fine to us because we did it that way in the (laughs) nineties. And that's, uh, that's why tie and bell bottoms, kind of a situation now with a lot of the ways we do things, but we try to meet, you know, one of my, one of my things that I preach as a, you know, the webmaster for Grand Lodge, so to speak, that's not a real title, but, you know, maybe someday it will be. But one of the things I've preached around the state is that we have to meet everyone on a level. Every generation uses different things. Some people are email driven. I tend to be very email driven. That reveals my age. Uh, there's a certain generation after me, that's very me- uh, social media driven. But but these these waves of different technologies have already passed. Email is really old school now even even Facebook is becoming old school to the newest generation now. So, so and I don't know how many times I want to reinvent myself and stay on top of that because that is, that is my main profession that pays my bills is doing you know web development and hosting and all that. Uh, but when I talk to about the craft, it's, it's frustrating because if somebody says, "Oh, I don't do email and they're 60 years old, that means one third of their life they've been out of touch with with reality. One third, they chose to opt out. They chose not to be. I'm like, and if you and if you're not using either video or Skype or social media, and you don't know what your grandkids are doing, that's your fault. If we don't know how our our uh, older brothers are doing, that's that's our fault. You know, we're, we're, but then that's always been a problem reaching out. And, you know, we always had we had phones for over hundred years. We don't even use that when we should sometimes. You know, uh, yeah.
1: In the opening chapter of your book, you talk about this issue, literacy yes. and masonry, not, yes. you know, brothers being able to read, but their their digital aptitude and their desire to actually want to embrace these devices and this technology. And I love the point that you made that, you know, in some aspects, Freemasonry, you know, these guys, they cling on to these old traditions and these old ways of communication with paper newsletters yeah. or uh, phone trees yeah. still that exist. Um In this time now of smartphones and data plans, we also have this other surge that's happening where lodges are trying to get online. And the challenge is, is they don't have a you or a me or another brother that has a digital background or marketing experience. And so they're like, well, we don't even know where to start when it comes to a website or. Yeah. And that's if
0: you're if you're still talking about a website, you're 20 years behind the times. Not not to twenty. I literally I can't exaggerate that. You know, Um, if you just started an email list, you're 15 years behind the times. If you're not if you're not on Facebook, you're almost 10 years behind the times. And I know I know some of us don't like those technologies. It's not our job to like those technologies. It's our job to use what people use, what our brothers use. And if we say our brothers don't use that, well then you're not you're excluding brothers coming in the door who are going to expect to, to do things a different way. And that's a problem. You know, so, and I have a lot of people who, um, honestly, uh, there's an awful lot of times where it's not, the problem isn't that they, they don't have a website. The problem is they do have a website and it's made by somebody who was an engineer for some tech company in, in the 70s. And so they got, they thought they were all being all newfangled in the 90s. So they handcraft you know, can craft, you know, artisan websites, right? They look 20 years old, no matter what you put on them. And they they don't see it. They don't realize, you know, they're doing something with the technology that's not usable by even modern people in my business. We're not gonna want to go and clean that up. If they, if something happens to them, if they pass on to the celestial lodge or just decide they're they're done, they can't hand the keys over to anyone because no one does that anymore. It's like saying, okay, well, here's the Lodge horse. You know, here's the horseshoes, and I'm like, we don't know how to take care of a horse, right? <laughs> so, so the Dosaosaurs out there have really done us a disservice, and it, you know, it breaks my heart because those brothers that have done these sites, they're devoted, they're spending a lot of time to try and help their lodge, but they're just not really helping their lodge, and they and it's hard to tell them that. You know, it's a it's almost a heartbreaking situation where you say, okay, but you know what? I've also seen some of these brothers if they see the light at some point you can help them get on a modern CMS that anyone can use like WordPress or whatnot, you know, which is pretty much a standard these days, you know, but, but you have to have those conversations. If you just pass off the website to, well, this guy knows how to do it. That's not always a good idea just because they know how to do it. I'd rather have somebody who has a a communication sense, maybe a little marketing sense, someone who's in touch with what's going on in the lodge, than some tech guy who you know really wants to wax his keyboard every weekend and and look really cool. There's it, it can't be geekish like it was in the old days. It's not a hobby anymore. The internet's something that everyone's supposed to be able to use easily. And if you're not using tools that are, you can't replicate that or pass it on. So when people come to me, oftentimes it's it's more often to create a new website that actually works on a cell phone instead of starting from scratch.
1: And these are some of the things that we're going to talk about in this episode with our webmaster. We're going to get into just the basics. How do you set up a website? Should you have a website? What should be on the website? Who should be doing the work on the website? We'll talk a little bit about social media and get a little bit deeper into the numbers and outside of them when it comes to the planning and really how a digital presence is a a large really effort. It's it's the whole group and, and the importance of the brothers, you know, sharing this. Let's get started with where most things happen in the world online, and that's a Google search. And I'm sure you've done it. When I uh, joined my mother lodge, St. George's Lodge in Schenectady, I popped open my phone. I'm like, oh, I wonder if these guys have a website. And it was kind of funny. This was in 2013. I was looking, I'm like, at some, you know, at a certain point, it was still 50-50 if people had a website. You know, nowadays you you better have a website or I'm never going to find you. And it really delegitimizes what you're all about.
0: Five years ago, I would have said, which is which is still pretty true. The only lodges that do not get new brothers through their websites are the ones that don't have them, period. But today, I'm going to temper that with an extra caveat, which is your web presence isn't always your website. When someone comes to me on a shoestring budget, and you know there are a few of these situations or people don't want to spend money, and they have to choose between devoting their energy to a website or social media, I actually tell them not to write me a check and not to hire me and focus on their social media. And, of course, I have people I can refer to if they really want professional help with that, And uh, even though I can just give a few hints. But the point is that uh, the website is important because it's, it's kind of the foundation. It's the foundation of your presence. But like a foundation of a house, you don't live in the basement. Well, maybe some of us do, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's another discussion. But no, what I'm saying is that the real party happens in the living room, which is your social media. Social media is the is the global commons for the social life of human beings on planet Earth. And we we can't we can't um we can't make that sound trivial because as much as it's a two-edged sword, and we don't like it. Social media is comparable to the invention of writing. When you talk about the change in the ability for mankind to communicate, it's so far above and beyond the ability to to, to use a Gutenberg press. We, it's such an incredible, and we and we miss it. it's during our time, and we don't even think of it as historically significant. When it is, it's one of the most historically significant things in the, in the history of mankind. So we we have this co- digital commons. And believe it or not, I would suggest that at least as many people find out about masonry through people sharing on on um, various channels of social media as they do a Google search. But you can't ignore the Google search. And that 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 Facebook page that may, may be, you know, uh, or maybe a group that's private and you can't even look at, depending, and we can talk about that later. But the idea is that you still should have a foundation. You should still have someplace which is more Google searchable than Facebook, because, I mean, it's a it's a little give and take there, okay? Something that at least has some kind of com- content that says who you are, where you meet, who to contact. And believe it or not, there are websites for lodges that don't even have what state they're in. So they're in Springville, unknown state, and their name is Hiram Lodge, number whatever, and you don't even know if that's Alaska or New Zealand. <laughs>
1: One of the things you laid out was, you know, in our fictional Hiram's Lodge number one, two, three. Right. Um, let's say that lodge you had kind of said they don't have enough guys to open or maybe the Worshipful master's like, hey, look, I, I have a hard enough time just getting my trestle board together every year. We have enough. We have a hard time getting enough brothers that can be here for degree nights like a website. Pff, we, we can't handle that. And you and I have probably both heard that before. Is it a substitute to use our lodge page? That's a great resource that we have in New York State.
0: There are people who don't know there's a lodge in their village or town or city, so they have to go online. The website should at least have that basic information. It should contact somebody who is responsible enough to return the correspondence. But believe it or not, we're, we're missing another piece of the puzzle here.
1: Because this, I think, is an even big and a bigger hindrance for lodges is, hey, we got this great idea um we're not going to have a web page instead we're going to be on social media we're going to be on Facebook cuz everybody's on Facebook in 2022 okay uh we're going to we're going to create a group page but we're going to make it private so that nobody and this is the only social media presence that we're going to have but we're literally closing the doors to only people that we invite into this why is this a bad idea and what should a public and a private page on Facebook be used for
0: pages are really are really forward outward facing okay groups are really inward facing they're different kinds of content they're not exclusive. you should have a page that is public and a group that is private and you can control all the permissions you can control who's able to comment and that's for a page or a, or a, a group The biggest mistake though that I, that I want to make sure people realize is do not create a profile. If you can become friends with your lodge, they screwed it up and they could get booted off Facebook at any moment. It has to be a page. And if you don't know what the difference is, then you know someone should look that up and help you through that process or give me a call or whatever. But I'm saying is that don't just create a person called your lodge and then call that your page, because it's not. A page is a very specific thing. It has to do with a brand, person, identity, or so forth. And then, and, and here's the other thing with social media, and this this goes for any digital assets, websites, or otherwise. You have to have more than one person have the keys and you have to have it understood that whoever sets it up doesn't own it. You'd think that would be a new brainer, but there are several instances going on right this very moment in New York State and other places too. But in New York State, there are several cases where Facebook groups and pages are out of control because someone decided it was theirs, not the lodges, and they locked out people and then they're just floating around in space. It's bad enough when you have a website that's that's 10 years old had, that that people lost access to and they let it just float through cyber now most of the time if it's a .com or something the name expires and it's gone forever but there are a lot of what I call clandestine websites out there and Facebook pages and so forth people lose control of it it's kind of like okay we meet at this lodge everyone lost the keys to the building so we're going to get another building but the old building's still there and everybody's still knocking at the door and we don't have any way to answer that door so the same thing is true for websites and social media accounts. They should be considered digital assets, just as if they were a building or uh, you know, anything like a trustee would handle. Well, you should have digital trustees. You should have these where there is more than one person with passwords or separate ways of, of doing it. So if you have a page, it can be managed by multiple people. A group can be managed by multiple people. Just be aware that whoever sets up a page or a group when they, uh, when they allow other people to be admins and they can just make them, ad, uh, they can just make them editors so they can't screw too much up. But if you make them an admin, then the only people that can delete other admins are the admins that are older than the younger admins,
1: right?
0: So, so there's a, there's a whole way of making sure I would say give a third party that has no interest in the lodge, someone who's like a, like a technical person or whatever, just create it and then leave it forever. But in an emergency, they're the janitor. If everyone gets locked out, you can always call them. And to be honest, I'm kind of the janitor for an awful lot of groups and organizations. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm loving where this conversation's going. Um, I really enjoyed his book. It's Webmastering the Craft, Fraternity in a Digital World. Uh, Brother Ken, was so kind to join us for this podcast episode. And as I mentioned in the beginning, the if you're interested in reading the book and getting more best practices, but also just the way that you wrote it, like, I love this podcast format because people are actually able to hear you talk. So now, you know, most of us write the way that we speak. So you, you can really get a sense of, quote unquote, his, his writing voice. Um, we've talked a lot about um, the do's and don'ts and um, given some examples of, you know, what to try, what not to try. Are there any lodges or maybe jurisdictions or even grand lodges that you look to as like, hey, this is a great example of a winning strategy. These guys, they've got it figured out here. Um, who, who would these people be and, and what do you like about them?
0: What you see outwardly is the tip of the iceberg. So it's hard to know whether a lodge is doing what they need to do because you can only see certain points of it at a moment. You see their website, you see their, um, you may you may be, have their email newsletter. Boom, you're already hitting a lot of points there. You You come across their Facebook page if they're touching all the bases they're doing it right and there are a lot of lodges to do um you know we have uh there's Tompkins Lodge has had a uh a wonderful website and email for for a number of years now uh there's uh, there's there's a list of them but but at the same time I, I don't set the bar very high when i talk about best practices and versus uh um you know required features you know there's 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 certain expectations that you're supposed to do based on Grand Lodge saying okay you have to link the Grand Lodge. You should have the seal somewhere. Uh, you're not allowed to sell anything on your on your lodge website. Which some people might might hear this and go, huh! and then they'll have to run off and fix that. You know, uh, raffle tickets, <laughs> t-shirts. <laughs> okay, you know. But uh, so I mean, there's some constitutional issues here, right? And, and and there's um and there was there was something put on a number of years ago through the technology committee um that that was but it, but it was a very old um requirements thing that that was unfollowable and it was all more more and we went through it once when i had i I held a conference at at the second floor of grand lodge and 23rd street out in manhattan uh, a few years back and uh, we went through it and and i i had i had to get people off the ledge people like i'm not even gonna use facebook it's so scary and you know because there's a lot of don't do this don't do that don't do this i was saying how about we say what thou shall do you know uh, and and there's a lot of room. There's a lot of room to do this right. But we're not living, we're not living in the old times where the only way to talk to my brother in Pennsylvania is through the Grand Secretaries. No, you see him on Facebook every day. So there's no so a lot of that stuff, those genies are not going back in the bottle. You're gonna ha- there's gonna have to be some understanding that that Grand Lodge can't control the internet. And we shouldn't want to, although I know there are people, believe it or not, in, in within our jurisdiction who were instrumental in some of the developments of the internet uh, historically, which is kind of neat, you know, Um, which uh, you could probably have a whole other podcast just on that. If you find those particular brothers that helped out between legislation and infrastructure and stuff. But what I'm saying is that you have when best practices uh, you know, again, don't set the bar really high. Best practices are, it should be mobile responsive. And you think that's not a high bar, but it is. There are many, and again, I'm trying not to get myself in trouble here, but there, there, are, we, there are a lot of concordant and dependent bodies in New York State. All but one of them are mobile responsive. But there's one that isn't. And it's hard to have that conversation because again, the Voted Brother, been doing it for a while. They put their heart into it. Technically, the information's all there. You can't say they're violating anything to do with Grand Lodge, but it's bell-bottoms and wide-tides. And and you just want to say, are you are you ready for an upgrade yet? You know? And you know, that's a discussion we have to have. But but uh like for instance now, um to, to broaden the scope a little bit, I work with with uh Sir Knight Dan Pushy. He loves himself within New York, right? That's really his thing. And Dan, uh brother, companion, et cetera. Uh I've been working with him for a while. He ended up with all of his Masonic websites on my server. So at the moment, I probably have more Masonic websites on my server than I don't know anyone else in the world. But I, that could be totally wrong. You know, it's hard to tell. Uh, but the point is that he was doing all the old school websites. And even though he's in his 90s, he was willing and able to up his skills to provide modern websites that I helped him you know, reestablished the way of thinking about it and building, gave him the tools, gave him the infrastructure. And he was able to upgrade an awful lot of York right sites around the country and around the world. So these can be done. You just have to be willing to.
1: And as we get ready to close out this episode, um, because I'm sure we have, you know, worshipful masters or lodge leadership groups. And they're just like, you know, we've heard this forever. They keep banging that drum. We need to get on Facebook. We need to get our emails going out. We need to go digital. Bang, bang, bang. And it seems overwhelming. Yeah. But I I think the the refreshing part is, as you alluded to this with when you talked about setting up Facebook administration and roles, is a successful digital presence is really the responsibility of all of the members of the lodge. Yes. Can you yes. dive a little bit more into that?
0: Yeah. The the worst thing you can do, and this is very typical, not just of lodges but other organizations, the worst thing to do is to assign a non leader role. To handle your digital presence. When you delegate it, you feel like you did the work. There, there are people who feel like they're making progress and don't have to deal with it just by, just by deciding they're going to talk to somebody about having a website or a web presence. And they, oh, our job's done now. We, we talked about it. We dealt with it, and it hasn't done them any good. Or they, they, they expect people like me, webmasters, janitors, whatever you want to call us. They expect us to make bricks without straw. They're like, here, you're the web guy, but we're not going to invite you to meetings. We're not going to include you on anything going on. You know, you're not going to have any idea what you need to put on the website. We may give you some piece of information six months after the officers are installed. No, you have to, you have to have somebody who's part of the of the team do this. They can't be in the back closet at a keyboard. They have to be considered a part of the leadership team and anything to do with communications or. I hate to say marketing and PR, but those are those are just the words that you could use regardless of us being uh, a non-profane organization.
1: It's the role of the average member too. Um, I talk about this professionally a lot is that, you know, some of us have a larger social media network or connection than the organizations we're a part of. And just being able to take some pride and share those in posts and retweets and all that. That goes a long way of helping connect that message with men that are interested in joining.
0: And there's there's something that that people need to understand because this, this is gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of come around this from another angle and kind of hit it hard, okay? In the last 20 years, let, let's say the between between 2000 and 2010, it's it's completely this way now. But in that time, the very concept of brand has fundamentally and irrevocably changed. From that which is controlled by the organization or company that developed it and the public. The public now controls branding for anything. And I'm not just saying if you wanna fix your lawnmower, you don't go to their website, you go on YouTube and find somebody else who owns it. You know, you basically, your consumer base is your tech support now, right? Or your consumer base, and we are both products and consumers in terms of masonry, right? We are the product, but we're also the consumer, and this strange kind of way of looking at it, you know, the stones. But we have to understand that the discussion about Freemasonry is taking place with or without us, with or without Grand Lodge. There's nothing we can do to stop it. We have to participate in it. And if, if we are going to have a good brand, the, all the branding. I mean, I love what the what the York or the, the Scottish Rite is doing, Northern Masonic this uh, uh, jurisdiction with the and not just the man a Mason. That is all gold. Okay, no criticism there, but it's not enough. Ultimately, whether that works or fails, is going to depend on how it's shared, and how it's received and talked about on social media. And again, that puts it in the hands of all of us, whether we participate in that or not
1: for example people that follow craftsmen online you know interacting and liking our comments and you know posts and whatever that's wonderful but you actually taking that extra step and sharing it with your group that's more meaningful because now you're really helping us widen that circle so to speak it's one of the things for me personally when I look at Brothers and their activity on Facebook, and I can I, I I see their profile pictures right now when I close my eyes. Like these guys, my top tens uh, from brothers, you know, all around upstate New York and all across the state itself. Actually, um, these are the guys who are always commenting, liking. I can and I see them in other Masonic groups, the Winding Stairs, you know, all, and they're just bang, bang, bang. And when you go to their profile page, when you actually click on their name to, go, there is no doubt in your mind that this man is a mason and is very proud of it because of his activity online and i'm i'm just trying to hope that our conversation here as we close things out we can encourage other brothers to to share that pride and share that passion online so that men who are looking to join us know where to find us absolutely and, and i'm always looking for an opportunity to do good work this has been the Craftsman Online Podcast. I want to thank, you know, the first time I've ever said our web janitor, our webmaster, <laughs> our, our, our digital lead on the Craftsman Online working team, uh, Brother Ken Stazinski.
0: As, as close as you're going to get. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thanks so much for taking time and joining us. Thank you. If Masonic education is important to you, well, I have to tell you, you can sign up for our email newsletter. That's on craftsmanonline.com. Also, a reminder that new episodes of our podcast are available for download every Monday morning. Until next time, let peace and harmony prevail.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?